0: Talking about food and the mind and corresponding topics as to why or uh, why we think what we do or why we do what we do. It'll make sense class. Take out your pens and pencils. Let's get started. Alright class, thank you for joining us uh, for your afternoon session. Today is Nutrition 101 and today we're going to talk about food in relation to why we think what we do about it and why certain objects create the feeling that they do because they are food or food related. So CNN.com pulled up an article uh, exactly titled, Which Country Has the Best Food? Now. My wife made a good point last night. It is objective or subjective, excuse me. Um, but these guys went about it from the idea of what we think is good food and which places actually happen to have the most popular. So going from 10 to 1, number 10, no surprise, it's us, the USA. 98% of the food that we have isn't actually our food originally. We have Americanized it to a point where it's not really what it is anymore. But most food we like, pizza, fries, burgers, all of those things have origins or the original food has origins outside of this country. However, what we do have, things like clam chowder, king, like key lime pie and Cobb salad are very American motivated and started by people such as Alice Waters uh, one of the American modern food purveyors, so to speak, that, that created these type of things. So we're at number 10 strictly because most of the food that we have doesn't really count as us, guys. Um, some of the popular ones, and this was from the poll, were the cheeseburger and the chocolate chip cookie. Now, again, the burger itself might be German. However, I don't think many people in German or Germany put cheese on top of their um, Beef patties, chocolate chip cookie, well, that would be more Americana than we think. However, there's probably instances of other places using it, too. What people hated was processed foods like Twinkies and Hostess cakes, along with fast food as well, obvious reasons. Number nine is actually Mexico. Amongst things that we know of here in America, or we think we know of, like the tacos or the quesadillas, um, you have a mixture of so many different flavors. You have the zestiness of what you get in Greek food. You have the richness of something like an Indian curry, and you get the heat from something like a Thai snack or meal. Uh, Foods like avocados, tomatoes, limes, garlic, even the beans, and even the dark chocolate that they use in mole, are all very nutritional and also called superfoods. So they number nine is on here because it has a lot of different flavors, but it makes it its own, and that's the difference, guys. Mexico's, and like the other ones, make their own food, their own thing. Some of their favorites were, as I just mentioned, was mole, which is a sauce made out of chili peppers, spices, chocolate, and other things. And tacos Al Pastor, spit roast pork taco with a blend of Uh, uh, tomatoes and other little salsas as well. Number eight, speaking of Thai, we go to Thailand. Um, With many influences from places like China, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Myanmar, Thai cuisine is the best of many worlds. The best part about eating Thai food in Thailand is the hospitality, and that's why they put it on the list. You get the smile, you get the sun, you get the beach, you get people living a nice life. You're not running around like in a place like New York or L.A. trying to get everything done. So they put it at number eight strictly for the thought that, well, it's pretty good. Some of their yum was called Tom Yam Kung, a uh, floral notes of lemongrass, galangal, freshness of kefir leaves and the heat of chilies. You have Masaman curry, a Thai curry with Islamic roots, and som Tam, the popular green papaya salad, which is sour, spicy, sweet, and salty, all rolled into one. Number seven, we're heading to Greece. Um, For this, it's the olive oil. It's the real olive oil. Everything steeped, everything cooked in the right spices. But really, you have stuff like kalamata olives, feta cheese, salads that they make, the meats that they do. Of course, they do more uh, lamb and goat versus beef. It's a lighter meat. It is delicious. I never thought I would actually like Greek food, but it is good. Of course, as I mentioned, olive oil is one of their favorite um, top uh, additions. Spanakopita, which is spinach-feta cheese mixture in a flaky crust, and of course gyros. Um, uh, bread, tzatziki in a pita bread kind of like sandwich form. Think of like a pita pocket. Next up, number six, India. Of course, it's the spices. India is one of the few places that knows how to use so many things at once and not overdo it. Whether you want salty, whether you want spicy, whether you want mild, you're going to get a rich flavor. <clears throat> it is amazing. We have regional varieties. You have Goa, uh, the area of Goa with their seafood, the, um, the Waswan of Kashmir. And then, of course, the coconut flavors of Kerala. Some of the things they recommend, we have dal, which is a boiled lentil dish. We have dosa, a pancake filled with anything from cheese to spicy veggies. And, of course, who can resist a chai tea? Number five, I'm going to take this one with me all the time. Japan, Japanese food. It's not just fish, guys. It's the teriyaki flavor. It's how you prepare it. It is the delicious spread, but you're eating with your eyes. They even call it culinary poetry because they give you a story on your plate. Japanese food is the only food I will tell you that when I see it, I literally want to frame it. It is that good looking and that pretty. Of course, some of the big ones, miso soup, we all love that. Sushi and sashimi, mmm, my favorite. And of course, tempura. Because nothing beats deep frying, but not the greasy kind of deep frying. Number four, we're going to Spain. Now, kind of similar to other Spanish-style dishes. They know the way to go, but this is not Mexican food, guys. This is a Mediterranean mixed with Pyrenees, mixed with other European countries. They take all of their food seriously, as all these places do, and they give you everything from fruit-flavored to meat-flavored Mix it together, you get a bunch of stuff. Some of their uh, uh, popular ones, Hamon Iberico, it's a whole cured ham hock, Um, uh, made uh, on a wooden stand, uh, similar to like a medieval ritual, and it costs the churro, a very good sweet fried dough. I was never a big fan, but I've had a pretty good churro. It is very good, very, very, very good. Number three, we're going to France. France is very interesting because France is like the hometown of where food, it was food. They say it's more like life than it's just food. Of course, with uh, chefs like Julia Child, who brought French food to the masses, not just the wine and cheese, guys. We have the poultry. We have the meat. And everything is fairly light, even if it feels heavy. Escargot, while I am not a fan, is a very popular, yes, that's the snails. We have the macaron which is a very French, um, from French patisseries. And of course, just a simple baguette. I love a good French bread baguette if it is made correctly. Going back to Asia, and we're hitting up China now. China got number two, so they beat out Japan. This is similar to Thai, with the street food, with the service, with the, you visually see what you're getting. And if you are somebody who wants to try something new, you can get things you would never get anywhere else. Of course, we have things like sweet and sour pork and dim sum, which everybody knows, but you also have suckling pig and pecking duck and long bao, which is a soup-filled surprise. How do you get all that stuff inside a dumpling? It's amazing. Number one is Italy. This is where you go for legitimate pizza, pasta, and more. They're the ones that like Greek, Use a lot of the oils, use a lot of the garlics, use a lot of the vegetables because they're very big on growing that stuff. Of course, we have spaghetti bolognese, we have the pizza. And of course, uh, they're known for the coffee, their coffee, you know, a good cappuccino. But I would rather pick up a nice Italian hard salami. That is one of the best meats I think out there. Legit salami, not like the stuff you buy that's like imitation. So guys, remember, Food is what you make it, but those are ten countries that legitimately know what they're doing, even if they don't necessarily know what they're doing. Now, next up, I have a couple of photos for you, and I want to see what you guys think. So let me pop these up. Let me get the projector out really quick. All right, so I'm going to pop these up really quick in front of my face. Actually, what I'm going to do is, oh, yeah, sorry. All right, so. A crab claw USB drive, a tempura shrimp tempura keychain. Excuse me, a watermelon phone or tablet stand, a bottle a bottle of champagne candle, and for those meat eaters out there, a ham candle. All right, guys. So you're thinking, your class, your class, you're going, what? What the hell is all this stuff? Okay. One of the biggest things that I have found recently is things shaped like food that have become very popular. Now, if you want to check out the strategist article, it's there. Don't you know, I'm not saying that, you know, get this stuff because this is kind of a lot of money for things you probably don't really need. But look at the items that you have on here. Why do we buy things shaped like food? Well, I think it goes back to the psychology of the mind. When you see something that gives you a positive feeling, you want to see that. You want to have that daily. The food industry said, hey, why not mix the two together and give you something? Now, do you need a crab claw USB? It's kind of cool. I don't know. But I'm big. I'm a big candle person. So the champagne or the ham, that is actually pretty cool. Now, I don't know if there's a scent to it. I don't know how it burns. It's obviously sitting by itself, so you want to make sure you put it on something. But what do you guys think, class? I'll give you a second if anybody has a question or wants to answer this. But why do you buy the things that look like that stuff? It's the same reason why class behind me, I have all the stuff I do. It has to do with the feelings that are associated with. More often and more and more, companies are building things that are reminiscent of others. You have Pokemon shaped things. You have food shaped things. You have pet shaped things. Some people will get plaster casts, um, statues of deceased pets. That's why people do the paw print. You know that? Like with the paw print thing, you can get your pet portrait on something like an ornament or a, a key ring. So from this section here, I want you guys just to think about it. And we might come back with quiz and do something like that. The psychology of why they do it is because they know what you want. And if you guys watch our other episode about why we buy, this is the same thing. As much as it bugs me, these guys know what they are doing. So thank you very much for coming up to class. Let me know what you guys think. As always, hope you wrote down your notes. If you you need any information, go check those out. We'll be back more. And until then, guys, thank you for watching and stay curious. Bye, everybody.